Hello, and welcome to the Cultivating Confidence podcast. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Grams. I am a life coach who specializes in anxiety, health, and human design. And I also happen to be a functional medicine pharmacist. This podcast is a compilation of conversations that I've had with clients and colleagues. So listen in as we explore the mind, body, and soul's confidence in its many forms. All right. On today's Unscripted, I have back with me again, the amazing, amazing, amazing Katie. Yeah, that's what I have. (laughs) I have the wonderful and amazing Katie Johnstone of Maine. (laughs) Yes. And these are truly unscripted conversations. So we are (laughs) going to have a good time. Do you have any topics in mind today? I wanted to talk about um, changing your mind. Mm, Okay. Um, because I changed my mind about something humongous in my life. Yeah. And like, we're in the depths of it. So I mm-hmm. figured that, you know, yes. Um, cause I think that we have a hard time accepting changing our minds, mm-hmm. um, mostly out of not wanting to disappoint people mm-hmm. in our lives, which in my situation, I held back on making a giant decision and it kind of hurt. It hurt somebody a lot. Um, So that's what I want to talk about today. Yeah. Say more about not disappointing people. Oh, that's like my whole, that's been my whole life. Being good, being perfect, putting myself on the back burner you know, just trying to do circus loops to impress people. Give me an example um, of that. Um, well, I stayed in a relationship for 12 years that wasn't right for me. Mm. That's a big one. And whole 12. I shouldn't say that. Um, I would say five. It's been five. Sure. Not being right for me. Um and the past couple have definitely been because I didn't, I was scared of, of what people would think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which people? Um, like cl- the closest, you know, to me, my mom, his mom, um, my family, my friends, our friends. Yeah. <laughs> like my entire circle of, of humans that are closest and mean the most to me. Um, yeah. So it's, it's me versus all those other you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like disappointing myself versus all of that and that's a lot more to to grapple with than than just me I can hold it in right okay so I have a question for you though if you were to find out that one of those very close people of yours was doing something to make sure that you wouldn't be disappointed in them how would you feel oh I would I would not like that at all yeah even if it would be something that would disappoint you? If they were doing it just for me, I would, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, it's, you flipped that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well, I, I just pointed out because there are, I think there are more than just you and I that will take the beating for ourselves 
before we will stand up for ourselves and like live our lives the way we want to live. But if we find out that other people, especially people we love, our best friends, our be- you know, our what whoever your loved ones are, if you find out that that's what they're doing, you're like, what the heck is your problem? Don't live your life according to what I think you should be doing. Like, if this yeah. isn't right for you, then don't do that. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, <laughs> it, it's bullshit. Because you do, you sit and stew and then- right then you just push it away it's like right. push, push right you know don't don't speak <laughs> don't speak through <laughs> you're saying too much it's right too hard right yeah i mean we we value other people's opinions and other people's lives more than our own and lives being like how you live your life yeah the thing is if you look at like what you're focusing on in your life you're not focusing on what everybody else is doing. Right. Right. So we're spending such a large amount of time, like focusing on what other people think of us when they're spending four seconds thinking about what we're doing. And then they go back to what they're obsessed with in the moment. So this is what I tell people when they go to the, they don't want to go to the gym. They're scared Mm -hmm. to go to the gym Uh, of other people seeing them as like a a beginner and they don't know what they're doing. Like Mm -hmm. nobody cares. Yeah. Everybody. People are there for them and they're probably thinking the same thing. They're worried about what other people are judging them on, on their, yeah. you know, whatever. So it's like, don't worry about what other people are thinking. It's none of your business. Yeah. Yep. And even I if they just, are thinking things, I, like they're never going to tell you. No. <laughs> never. So you have no proof that they're thinking anything at all. They might, mm-hmm. you might notice them looking or whatever, but like, you're also looking at them. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> have eyes eyes wander right. <laughs> no it's so true and it's like and uh, even even in those situations where if it's a gym that you go to regularly that you might see those people again occasionally but like for the most part most examples are like people that you will never meet and never see again and you're worried about their 12 second opinion of you or the strangers on the internet. Or the strangers on the internet. <laughs> Whoa, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing is like the external validation of strangers from the internet. Yeah. Like how much I rely on that mm-hmm. and like always checking how, how many likes did I get? Oh, I got mm-hmm. more likes. Let's go see who did it. Right. right. Like why? Or yep. you get disappointed when you spend all this time and energy on a post and you thought it was going to be really influential and people are going to love it. And you got three and like two of them are your, you know, one's your like sister and one's your mom. Like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and by funny, I mean like horrifying and disappointing but like (laughs) (laughs) but you have to laugh at it the and you like I think the first step is like being aware that you're trying to people please in these different ways or like trying to get validation from somebody because like people pleasing is on a similar scale I mean it is kind of what we're talking about not disappointing people I think it's a natural thing for so many of us who are raised to read the room and like behave accordingly. And it's terrifying to step out from that and 
do something that, that, you know, might, somebody might have an opinion on. Yeah. 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 So then we sit and suffer and like, in turn, experience terrible emotions and just hide it from everybody. I mean, I wish my only problem right now is strangers on the internet. Right. I mean, same. (laughs) I said it once was, and I think I thought it was my worst problem. Right. Right. Um, So I want to go back to changing your mind in general. So what, what was your biggest struggle with the idea that you were changing your mind about something big? That this is the length of time um, Mm. that it had been going on. Um, And it's, it's been a struggle to just kind of not really justifying, but yeah, justifying and like explaining myself about it. Um, because it had gone on for so long and yeah. I had stayed for and been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't fine. Right. Uh, and yeah, so the, the final decision was made and it seemed like it came out of nowhere. Mm. You know, like there weren't any signs or there was no fight. There wasn't this big blowout. Like it right. was just just a slow wearing away of the facade yes Mm. facade yeah good word (laughs) did you have to deal with any guilt oh yeah still um just in that that I did make it seem like I was fine and that Mm -hmm. it was good you know the pretending and you know we bought a house together like right. it was a mistake but I can see how that would be uh, a sign of like leading you on if you if you do something like that it's like sure. entering in any kind of giant contract where you have to sign a million papers is kind of a big deal Katie mm. um, <laughs> you know but and so, yeah, it seemed like it, it had been an immediate decision. And I mean, it was kind of, I was just done. Yeah. You know? Would you call it a breaking point? Yeah. Yeah. And it, like you said, it wasn't necessarily a specific thing that happened, but I think this, the whole, like, this is what I've been trying to convince myself was right for me for so long. And then all of a sudden it was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't lie to myself like that anymore. Mm. That, does that resonate? Yeah. And I'm re- very thankful for my journaling mm-hmm. because I probably would have put it off even longer and probably not even done it, honestly, Yeah. because um, I had to go back and look through like three or four journals and like five years of, of stuff that and find little snippets here and there like of my discontent and unhappiness and loneliness and all these big words that were like whoa yeah yikes and I would I would like not really go deep into it because I knew if I if I let my true like thoughts come out and Mm -hmm. Glennon Doyle says 
the knowing, Mm -hmm. then I have to do something about it, right? Right. Like two or three words and then move on. Like, oh, the dog's really cute today or I'm going to go to yoga. (laughs) Um, We're just going to spill a couple drops. (laughs) And then, yeah, go away. Quiet down over there. Yeah. That is not comfortable because this is comfortable. My, my life and my house and my Mm -hmm. dogs and, you know, dinner in front of the TV and same conversations, that's all comfortable. Yeah. And fine. Well, and even if it's not comfortable, it's familiar. You know what to expect. Yes. It's predictable. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that all of this can apply to so many different ways to change your mind in life. I went through a similar thing when I changed my mind about being a pharmacist full time Mm. (laughs) and like stepping into the coaching realm and like doing something different than I ever believed was possible for myself just a few years Mm. ago. Like I went through so much guilt about income changing and how much, again, like how much kind of reflecting on what you mentioned, like all the time that I spent doing this and all the money and energy that I invested in creating this specific thing in my life. And now I'm just going to change my mind about it. Like, where do I get off? Like this, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, it's not how it's supposed to be at all. Right. But Right. Well, and I happened to be in a relationship that was very surprisingly, not surprisingly, but my brain was shocked at how supportive my relationship was or like how supportive my spouse was through the whole process. Cause he's just like, oh yeah, I want you to do what makes you happy. And I'm like, that's a wild concept. What? (laughs) And I still went through the process of grief and of like, this is like believing that it wasn't okay and being scared and being completely terrified and not knowing what I was doing. And, oh my gosh, I'm doing the wrong thing. This takes too much effort. I should just go back to how things were. Well, I can't go back in that box anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Can't put me, can't fit me back in. Nope. (laughs) It's the toothpaste. (laughs) We got the toothpaste out of the tube. You cannot put it back in. (laughs) Nothing's going to be the same. true and you know you know what ended up happening like all of the I mean it was the hardest if I can swear the hardest fucking thing and I cried uh, a lot and Mm -hmm. but I have this amazing like group of people who have been supportive and nobody's judging me like not even really asking that I mean they're curious about sure like it's a big shock so like yeah. whoa but I haven't really gotten any like negative f- feedback really or like right. questioning my choice and my decision mm-hmm. um you know so that that's good to have that support um and I made sure I gave like I, I built that up like gave some some time to like heads up this is happening Mm-hmm. um before I did it but um yeah so that's important I think that's yeah. important right well and even if you don't have friends or family or anything that 
will support you. You can find people that will. There are groups of people all over the place doing of all types of, you know, for all types of reasons. And sometimes strangers on the internet (laughs) might be a good place to start. They're a great start. (laughs) I found a tea circle of ladies that we sat around and drank tea and cried. That was very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It was was awesome. Yeah. I I think women's group, at least for people who identify as women, those can be super powerful places to be because there's something about the feminine energy that just like, you don't get that a lot in society and out and about in normal daily life in most places. And like being with that strong, supportive energy, it's, it's badass. <laughs> it, it, it's awesome. Yeah. It is badass. Yeah. Would recommend. Highly. Even if not I, in crisis. I, I, <laughs> Not just crisis, but in day-to-day life. Yes. Your podcast is like therapy for me. Oh, I love it. And I want to thank you for being open and honest and vulnerable here because this is what I think will help people more than, you know, and that's why I would do it unscripted because like, I don't want to have an outline for what this is supposed to look like. And you know, I can, I'll do an outline. (laughs) I know. I've yelled at you before about it (laughs) for sure. But yeah, getting back, back to it um, there. So we talked about changing your mind. We talked about the big emotions that come along with that, about the support that we need or can create to help ourselves through whatever it is. Um, I feel like this is a big theme in my life lately of giving yourself permission of to like make the decision. Yes. Tell me about that. It's almost like I need to like write myself a letter. Like dear Katie struggle you're going through, like this too shall pass. And I want to get that tattooed on my wrist, by the way. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just, opening, opening myself up that it's okay. And it's going to be okay. And I need to trust myself um, because I know what's best for me. Like only I know what feels right in my body and in my mind. And I can take considerations from other people, but not use that as my basis for making major decisions in my life. Yeah. It's like holding space for yourself to just be in the suck. (laughs) Be, yeah. Because you're not. Because it's going to. Yeah, especially like, I mean, there's a grief process anytime you change your mind about something big like that. But like allowing yourself to grieve about it instead of just berating yourself about how stupid you were. Because there's going to be plenty of that coming up if you're anything like me of the like self-criticism. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Whenever you notice and can sort of nudge yourself back, like just remember that you're a human and you're normal and you were doing the best that you could. We're all, I, I think we're all doing the best that we can at all times, even if it doesn't look very pretty or polished or nice. Right. Yes. It helps me live my life a lot easier. And then I have to remind myself that I too am doing the best that I can 
at all mm-hmm. given times and it doesn't always look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. But like holding your, holding space for yourself to have emotions about it, to grieve over mm-hmm. the loss of whatever it was, even if it's just the loss of who you used to be in the process. Right. Um, yeah. That's a big one. Because I think. big one, because that was a big basis of the decision was like, there wasn't any, you know, abuse of any kind, like mm-hmm. not an emotional, no physical and always supportive, um, just a great human being, like just amazing. And I am a different person than I was when we first met, yeah. like completely different. I mean, it was 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I hope that uh, people are different, but I specifically like have made noticeable changes in my life and letting go of who I used to be like has been hard but I am I'm getting there yeah and this was a huge step in that direction because that was all like part of my life obviously yeah well and good for you for not because I think it might also be very easy to try to blame your significant other or like try to force them to change with you like from what it sounds like, and I know we've had conversations about this already, but it kind of sounds like you're allowing him to be himself as well. And like, it just no longer fits. And it's yeah. probably best for both of you that to move on. Like, I didn't want to like project my life and my changes onto somebody else and make them feel like I'm judging, judging and, and wanting them to change because that's, that's not me. Like right. I can only change me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to go through all these changes and do all these things and backflip backflips and all this stuff that you don't want to do just for me, because that is a recipe for resentment. Right. You know, I did not want that at all. Right. Um, so. Yeah. And it's one thing to like go through changes and grow on your own and like, <sighs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going through that too, but in a very different way with my relationship again, in the, like, I'm, I, I mean, I have gone through so many phases of, I'm terrified that I'm going to grow too much, that this is no longer going to be good for me. And then I kind of back myself off from the ledge. I'm like, we're not there right now. That's very (laughs) far from reality for me right now. I can see that that is a potential thing that happens. And when I get there, I will be able to handle it, whatever that looks Mm -hmm. like you know? Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of normal fear that happens in relationships, especially when there's a journey of personal growth that wasn't there from the beginning. And especially if you've been together with somebody for decades and decades, you know, like you're going to be like, especially like high school sweethearts. Like if you end up Mm. getting married and that's your person, that's amazing. And you're going to go through different phases of your life where you are a completely different person, hopefully than you were when you're 18. (laughs) I hope you're not the same person your spouse isn't going to be. And if you can make that work together, that's amazing. And if not, that's amazing. You can go your separate ways and you have permission to do that. And it doesn't have to be a big blow up fight or a big like reason you don't have to have a big reason like Mm -hmm. you can just know it's that knowing like you mentioned uh, of like this is no longer right for me I've done my due diligence in what I think might make it work and it's just not 
and it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to, you touched on something that I wrote down and I'm glad I did because I would have forgot. Um, but you were talking about looking back at your journals, journal entries, and I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about the importance of like self-reflection and reassessing what you want in your life. Um, cause again, another topic that I think so many people just live their life in default. And if you're not willing to look and like re-choose your entire life right now, it might, you might want to think about doing that. <laughs> it like brings me back to the, I'll be happy when, you know, like mm. it's the future, whatever it is, like when I'm, when I lose the weight, when yeah. I get the job, do this, when I do that. Yeah. And then the next thing, you know, you're on your deathbed and you didn't do the things that you wanted to do because right. time is flying by. Like, yeah, we are, I, <laughs> 40s coming for me okay <laughs> like I'm okay with it um but I want to be like I want to be better than I was yesterday I mean and it doesn't always happen but that's the goal yeah <laughs> the, and so without looking back you don't you know it's kind of cool to look back and like see wow look at what well, how far I've come right you know and then it's also like, well, you've been saying the same thing over and over again, and you haven't done anything about it. Like, yeah. Cue self-criticism. <laughs> I think it's really easy to have the benefit of hindsight when you're going through any big changes of the like, oh, I should have known then. Oh, I should have known then. It's like, well, you didn't. And it you doesn't didn't. do you any good to criticize yourself about not being ready. To, or even if you did know, maybe you're not ready to make the change yet. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. okay. It's okay. Like, just give your give yourself permission to have been the person you were, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we we shit on ourselves about like how I you know we should have known I should have seen that. But I think um, there was something that I saw recently that a lady was talking about how she has never once had a conversation with a woman who has made some big change in her life or whatever. She kept saying like. I have never had a conversation with a woman and they haven't been like, oh, I knew, I knew, I knew this was yeah. going on or I knew this was happening or I knew this is how I felt. <laughs> it's the no. knowing, it's the knowing that we suppress in ourselves. And then when we finally willing to face it, then we're like, oh, well, I knew the whole time. I'm so stupid. I shouldn't have done that. And then like, that's just not helpful for anybody. No. <laughs> like, okay, well, you're here now. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> that whoever's doing that you're not alone yeah no kidding um but yeah I I don't have the benefit of journal regular journal entries I sometimes get in spurts where I think I'm going to and I make it a solid three days before I'm done again um so I think that's awesome oh, that you have I, made January and it's like almost almost full so <laughs> it's been it's been a year yeah yeah um, but yeah, it's awesome that you have that. And I would encourage anyone listening to journal if, if it feels good for you and it's something that you want to make a part of your life because you can reflect on different things and pick up trends probably way faster, like you have mentioned earlier than you would have otherwise. Um, but yeah, even if you don't have that really sitting and reassessing and like what I meant by like re reassessing your life or like re-choosing what you want, like part of 
what I went through when I decided to step back from my pharmacist job, I was like, okay, what do I actually want in my life right now? I knew, I know that this fit me up until now, but what do I want now going forward? And I think it can freak some people out when you think about doing that with like a long-term relationship, especially if there's nothing wrong, but like Mm. really reassess who am I right now? Who am I with right now? Who are they? Do we still fit together the way that we want it to and be intentional about what you're doing. And even to the, to the extent of like, am I still like, if, if the slate was wiped clean, would I still choose the hobbies that I have? Would I still choose the bedding that I have? Like, right. (laughs) If you need to buy new sheets or something, what type of sheets do you actually want to buy? It doesn't matter that you went with, you know, solid gray sheets for your entire life. Like maybe you want bright red this time, like (laughs) starting now. Right. Or something I just thought of when you were talking about that, it's like, in the relationship realm, would I, would I choose to be in this relationship if I had just gotten into it now? Yeah. That's a hard one. And am I hanging on to it only because of the time that I have invested and the money and energy that I have invested? Right. And it's hard. It's hard to walk away from that sort of energetic investment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest, like, the biggest challenge is just the time, um, you know, and obviously like the feelings and the comfort level and the familiarity, um, leaving that going into the future unknowns, Mm -hmm. where am I going to (laughs) live? You know, that was a, yeah. um, And like the, wherever I want is both terrifying and super funny. like I still have to go to work every day and find somebody to watch my dog and you know um be close okay hold on though yeah you don't actually have to do those things but like that's something that as you're reassessing do I want to stay employed because you could just cash in everything you own and get an RV and then run all over the countryside right like for who knows how long I don't know don't put those ideas. In okay. My head. <laughs> but it is an option, but yeah. like, Air that's Street. what I mean by like, assess what you, what's in your life. Like yeah. if, if kids are involved, like that's another thing. Like I technically don't have to, I don't have kids, but so this might be easier for me to say, but like, I technically don't have to care for them. Right. But I love them and I choose to. I love my pets and I choose to take care of them. I choose to find somebody to watch them while I can't be there. I choose to remain employed at this place, right? Because it helps me with, you know, paying bills and security and having a stable income. Like I get like, that's what I mean by being intentional. And it could be just a, it's right for me right now. It might not be the job that you're going to stick with forever, and ever and ever and ever, or if you really love it, or like, hopefully you really love it if you're going to stay there forever. But like, yeah, all of that, just bring it under the microscope and choose it again. And you'll feel so much better. And it won't feel like an obligation as much, nearly as much because you're like, Nope, I'm, I could change my mind. I could change everything about my life. I could move to a foreign country change my name and make up a whole new backstory. And this life no longer exists, right? 
I got all kinds of good ideas today. <laughs> That's a <good> one. <laughs> but like people do that. So it is an option, right? Like there are people who just like disappear. Like, all right. I mean, like in a good way because they chose to hopefully not that they were taken or anything, but anyway. Authorities. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's true though. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, 90, 99% of our lives are what we choose to do or not do. And just like, if you notice that it's a choice and if you notice that this is what I'm choosing to do, it, it relieves so much stress mm. and so much, like, I don't want to live a life out of obligation. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be free. Yes. Let's be free. Be free. All right. What sort of closing words of wisdom do you have today do everything you can to close the gap between the knowing and the doing Mm. glenn doyle but (laughs) living living by now (laughs) yeah Mm. that's a good that's thank you easier said than done right but it doesn't have to be hard right we can do, we can do it. Mm-hmm. And we can do it better together as well. True. You're not alone. You're not alone. All right, Katie, thank you once again for being here today. I always appreciate our conversations and especially when you're willing to share them with random strangers on the internet. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> happy to share. I'll, All right. I'll, I'll. <laughs> Take <Okay>. care. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Many of you will be able to take the ideas that you've heard and apply them in your daily life. And that's really all you need. That's amazing. But for those of you who could use a little one-on-one help with how to make these things actually work for you in your real life, please reach out. The link to schedule a consult with me is in the show notes. You don't have to do this alone. See you soon.